I'm not Come doing on, do it. it. I'm not doing it. I'm not do doing it. I, no, I'm not doing it. I love it. that we both started I knowing know, where we, we were going. It's the with thing this. is, we do this, baby. We do this every time that we have a British person on, and eventually someone's going to actually listen to one of the episodes. Because I just assume when we interview someone, they don't listen to the episode, so they don't hear the the uh, mentally ill things that we say what at the beginning of it. What they like? What if they well, hear it and then they go, you know, I got to be on that podcast. Yeah, yeah, maybe. All right, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Oh, fuck, I can't do it. I can't. I'm having performance anxiety. Oh okay, I'm gonna do it. All right, I, all right. I'm gonna close my eyes and think of England. Uh, eh, I'm rooting to Sheila in the Dunny. Eh, that's oh uh, that's Australia. God. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. That means having sex with a girl in the bathroom. By the way, that's something I learned in Australia. I did not do that, but I learned the phrase in Australia in case that ever does happen to you if you're in Warrigal. Uh, British is the inquiry. Sorry, my houseboy is here. I must uh, go to the dunny with him. Uh, The inquiry, however, will begin at uh, Queen O'Clock. That's what I call six because that's when she has supper. I've uh, (laughs) that's anyway, that's my British accent. Watching James Bond the other night. Uh huh. Which one? The like one with one of the ones with Daniel Craig. Oh, new! I haven't seen any of those. It was not very good. Are they supposed to be good? I have no idea. I don't know, but I the thing I liked about James Bond is that it's kind of goofy, and Daniel Craig is the, the least goofy yeah, looking no guy. There's no goof. There's no. I mean, how far of a guy can you get from Sean Connery? It's too serious. I mean, He's well, that was serious. the thing with the Pierce Brosnan stuff. It was too much. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan looks like uh, David Cameron. So it's like, mm. it, no, I, I could never, absolutely does. He has the angular nose. Absolutely no does. David Cameron is way puffier. He's like, a, he's, if pu- he's like, okay, if you took Pierce Brosnan oh and you like squatted, God. you like pressed him down. So his face yeah. got fat and he was like, you know, like compressed in a compression machine. Then maybe. Yes. Okay. But so Pierce what you're Brosnan saying is, is yes. Like way more handsome. You think Pierce Brosnan is handsome? He looks like no, a piece of paper. Like, There's nothing like there. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like in that like typical Hollywood, like, and here's my hair kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet Cameron I, doesn't have any of that. I feel like Pierce Brosnan was just in Goldeneye and then ended his acting career. I haven't seen him in anything you else. Know, well, you know what's a good movie is the one where he steals the painting. Is that a, is that a James Bond movie? Which one. Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, the Thomas Crown Affair. Okay, I've uh, never, I've never seen it. Rene Russo. It. Now that's a name you haven't heard in a while. I don't think I've heard that name ever in my life. She looks actually. great. Does she? Oh yeah, in the movie. You Rene should check Rousseau, her out. Rene Russo, if you are listening to this podcast, my phone number. Great hair. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm. It's. Uh, are you looking at a picture of her or something? I don't know what the hell you're talking. No, I'm about. looking in the picture of my mind. Oh yeah, I don't have those. My mind. People always talk about how they have these internal monologues or like thoughts and stuff. My mm. mind. There's just nothing in there. I just talk. What? Like, do you think? <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Liz. 
Hey, um, Bra- but, okay, don't answer, but yeah, I'm Bryce. Uh, we are joined by producer Young uh, Chomsky, and uh, wait, okay, yeah, I, I'm just really confused now, but yeah, go go on. What's and the podcast name? this is name? Uh, True Anon. Hello, welcome. Oh, oh, we're doing, okay, yeah, sorry, we're doing True Anon. Sorry, I thought I was doing the other one. Um, hello, we are, we are taking, come with us, get on the steamship with us, my friend. We're taking the reverse Titanic. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. First so of all, ti- the Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> Ew. Uh, we are, yeah, we are, we are uh, shorning ourselves of our clothes. We are putting on saris and we are sitting cross-legged and we have a Tantra episode for you today. <laughs> Ew, no, we're, no. I'm really sorry. No, we don't. Even, that doesn't. No. We actually have a episode that that we've been we've been sort of thinking about doing it for a while, and it's perfect timing. Um, we are talking about a scandal that's happening. I don't even I, across I the hesitate pond. To go, yeah, but I hesitate to call it a scandal. But I, I think maybe a multi-decade spying operation that occurred uh, in the UK against its own citizens. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the most. I mean, you know, obviously we t- we we we. I read about a lot of this stuff. And we talk about a lot of this stuff on, on the show. But this this particular topic that we're talking about uh, really affected me in a way because it's yeah. it's. I think it's just so. It's such a a display of personal cruelty. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and on the on the part of the state that, that it's real that, sadistic. Absolutely, yeah, and, and uh, you know. Um, there's sort of the some of the victims have described it as rape by the state and 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 you know it's it's difficult to kind of come up with the words to even even yeah. talk about it but we have with us today a guest somebody who has who was actually um affected by the spy cop scandal who was spied on by one of these police officers um but yeah anyways what we're talking about is a multi-decade long uh spying operation by by british police and british intelligence on everything from, uh, you know, left-wing revolutionary groups to tiny little reading circles uh, and the undercover officers they sent uh, to personally spy on people. Well, let's get into it. I'm not going to do a British accent, by the way, Liz. I know that you think. <laughs> Me neither, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of why, let's just get into it. We have with us today in the cyber studio, uh, Tom Fowler uh, of, 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 well, Tom, I'll let you explain who you are because I, I, yeah, I think I'll do a poor job of it. There's a lot to get into here. Sure, man. I'm, um, I'm one of South Wales Anarchists, um, which was a group that was infiltrated by undercover police uh, in the 2000s. Um, since we def- we found out about the infiltration of our group, I've been part of a wider network of, of, of groups and individuals, including the, com- the campaign opposing police surveillance, um, police spies out of lives, and the undercover research group that are attempting to like uh, hold the police to account in various ways. That's involved taking c- uh, civil legal action against the police successfully, and now kind of engaging with this public inquiry into undercover policing, which is currently taking place. Amazing. So I think for our listeners, actually, when we say when we talk about the inquiry, if I may mm-hmm. call it that, uh, our listeners probably don't actually know what that means. So can you give a little background of what exactly we're talking about here? 
So sure, yeah. So the inquiry, the um, inquiry into undercover policing, was called by Theresa May, then Prime Minister, in oh, so then Home Secretary, sorry, <laughs> became Prime Minister later um, in tw- uh, 2014. Um, it was around the time she like she did the, the Daniel Morgan inquiry was called mm-hmm. around the same time, and there was like a whole like kind of she was having some sort of beef with the cops. And like mm-hmm. she got booed the police federation. I don't know if people might remember that. That was quite. Uh, that, we have we have a similar politician, uh, the mayor of New York, who uh, who who has a similar relationship with the police. Okay, Gets booed yeah. a lot. I mean, she was just. I mean, she, I don't think it was a political thing. I just wanted to save money. She wanted to cut them. You know, it was austerity. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like they didn't want to get cut. So, so she set up the inquiry. I mean, I think like so there, there was a suggestion that she was kind of moved as a woman about the experience of the women who were deceived mm. into long term sexual relationships by undercover police. Because it was a bit of a scandal for a little while. I mean, like, it's kind of moved off the front pages now. But for a short while, um, the fact that these undercover police officers had deceived women into long-term sexual relationships and even fathered children with them um, was like a scandal. And, like, people were kind of upset about it. And like, Yeah, you rightly know, so, I'd say. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it was discovered that these cops had used the identities of dead children um, as part of their infiltration. That became a bit of a you know, thing as well. So, Understandable. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty fucking grim. So, like, they they, they call this inquiry. Um, it was meant to start like a long time ago, <laughs> um, uh, but like due to the death of the original chair and basically the police dragging their heels on every tiny section of preparation for the inquiry, mm. it didn't actually get started till November of this year. So six years after it was called, which is like yeah, it's pretty bad going by even by public inquiry standards. But yeah. So what all is this inquiry covering? So so this came out in 2014, or rather this inquiry was called in 2014. It is now, it is for, you know, listeners who are dig- digging into the archives in 2024. It is November 20, or excuse me, December 2020. It was finally just called, convened. And so what kind of like, what is, what is the purview of this inquiry? Okay, so the remit of the inquiry covers essentially, I mean, it's all undercover policing, uh, political undercover policing. So it's mm-hmm. undercover policing of political protest groups. But specifically, it's about two units, the Special Demonstration Squad and the NPORU, the National Public Order Intelligence Unit. Um, Special Demonstration Squad started in 1968 till 2008. Special Demonstration Squad was 2003 to 2011 possibly later it was then merged into counterterrorism command so i mean like these things still happen mm. but the unit no longer exists yeah, so focusing yeah. on these two units um the inquiry is doing it like uh, in order so the first tranche of the inquiry we've just had that was just focused on 1968 to 1972 though there are occasional bits from later that kind of got pulled in but yeah so we're just looking at that for the start of it and what brought about this formation initially? You said 1968. I mean, I think people will know that that was like a pretty major year in almost every Western and non-Western country um, for political demonstrations. But what specific, can you give us a little history lesson there? For yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So like, um, yeah, like you say, man, it was, it was kicking off everywhere, right? So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, uh, in the UK, the the the, 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 the opposition to the Vietnam War was, was was significant, man. It was enough that Britain never sent ground troops, right? Which mm. like, they kind of would have liked to. Yeah, you look at the politicians at the time; they'd yeah. have liked to gone like full into the Vietnam. I'm sure. Well, they, they, they looked, did. They did send the SAS. Yeah, they, they sent like some sort of support, right? And they sent like all sorts of things, but they didn't like fully commit. Like there was no Absolutely, British invasion yeah. of Vietnam, and that was because of public pressure. There's no two ways about that, man. There's, they would have loved to have done. They were offered like loads of cash by the US president at the time. I forget the details, but you know they'd like to have done it. Yeah. So the the, the Vietnam Solidarity Campaign 
was probably like the biggest sort of protest network of the, around the time. And they had a demonstration in, in central London in March 1968, which um, like kind of it, it, it culminated with like um, uh, outside the, the, the US embassy where they were going to deliver a letter. But like the plan was, was to, to break in and phone Hanoi and go like, we've occupied the US embassy, man. <laughs> like, solidarity from London. Um, th- th- that probably wasn't that realistic. But when, it, <laughs> like realistically, you know, um, but when, when it, the day actually came, they, they marched on the on Grover Square. Like, there's a lot of debate about why it went wrong, but the police completely lost control, um, mm-hmm. knocked off police horses, like roughed up something proper. I mean, like violence levels, we're not talking about anything like massive, really. You know, yeah. I think like I don't think it would really like stress people out. But there's no two ways about it. The Met Police lost control. Their public order was not up to scratch. I mean, just looking at the photos of it, man, you know, you, this is like British Bobby's, like, in the normal kind of get-up. Yeah, the big well, hats. Pimple helmets and shit. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, not, not set up for a riot, and you've got all this, like, young, radical, left-wing youth, mm. the Maoists and the, the anarchists, and, like, they're, like, they've linking arms the first time. First time we've seen linking arms on a modern demonstration in London. And, like, they, they bowl the police over, and, like, they're at the gates of the embassy. They don't actually get in but like it's 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 an it's yeah. a close run thing right and in 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 and for the americans i'm sure brought to mind the uh the tet offensive and how they uh how the 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 viet cong broke into the embassy in in hanoi but oh. also for the british i can imagine this is in the shadow of may 1968 in paris yes yeah, so this is in march yeah so that hasn't happened mm. quite yet but like okay okay they got the, uh, the, the they're expecting something much you know however bad it is they think this is is this just the beginning man like this yeah. is about to get like way worse yeah so there's a there's a meeting the next day where all the top brass of the met police the home secretary various characters are like right your heads have got a roll this was a terrible day at the office yesterday we are not happy about this we need <laughs> new ways of dealing with this um so Conrad Dixon, a, um, uh, a special branch uh, chief inspector, um, or superintendent, I can't remember his fucking title. Anyway, Conrad Dixon says, give me a million pounds a year, 10 good men and a free hand, and this will never happen again. Mm. He's given a budget directly from the Home Secretary. It's not going through the Met Police uh, budget, so it's like he's not in any, he's carved him out of his little king. Hold on, hold on, Tom. What the fuck is the Met Police? That's like the museum police force. Okay, right. So the Met, it's the Metropolitan Police, uh, which mm. is the London, the London. So in the UK, we don't have a national police force. We got like mm-hmm. ninety-two regional police forces. But like the Met Police, the the, the London Metropolitan Police Service um, is like the single biggest one by far. It fancies itself as a national sure. police force as well. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. London Police, right? Uh, yeah, so, so, so this new, so this new like directive was going straight to, like the national government is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and as time develops, it it go it, it starts off just in London, um, but we don't know the detail yet. But you know, by by the 2000s, it's all over the country, um, and the relationship between the Met Police and regional police forces about that is is still a bit you know, opaque. Like, mm. but um, yeah, the initial unit is set up with like ten officers. Um, they're special branch officers. Um, these are not like normal. These aren't like kind of um, the, the, the the officers they've recruited. They haven't come from like they're not the guys who are going undercover in like drug gangs or anything. These yeah, are like that, that's super grass, right? I know a fucking word. So super grass are informers, yeah, yeah. Um, oh fuck! All right, I do not know the word, but at least it's in the same general uh, yeah, category. Same territory, man. But yeah, so like he sets this unit up um, with these ten officers and. 
initially it appears that like he's got like a budget until the October, which is the second national demonstration against the Vietnam War, um, mm-hmm. which is set to be like 10 times bigger. Um, there's branches of the Vietnam Solidarity Group uh, popping up all over the, um, the country, uh, certainly all over London. They're having conferences. They're having these giant meetings like Tarek Ali, who's like this uh, Trotskyite, guy mm-hmm. i'm f- i'm familiar <laughs> right, yeah, okay so he's like yeah yeah so he's like your your, your, your like yeah, your main face right at the time with yeah like an grave like giving a bit of star power touring mm. like all around the universities in the country getting them to like book coaches for the october that's going to be like the day of the revolution you know yeah right? yeah so yeah he's like and every small group in the country as well every like the marxist anarchist maoist all these different groups everybody's gearing up for this demonstration and the police are determined that this will not be a repeat of the first one Mm. Uh, and and so it turns out it's not. I mean, like arguably, because the, the through the democratic processes, the open-ended democratic processes of the solidarity campaign, um, they decide to do a show of strength in the park, a long way from the. Um, huh. Interesting. The, yeah, I mean, the, there, there are a number of votes <laughs> that take place on where they whether they should have it ending at Groves and Square or ending in the park. Interestingly, nine of the ten undercover officers attended that meeting and voted in the vote. I mean, huh. they, they, they won by more than nine votes. I'm not suggesting that was the... Right. But, you know, you can yeah. see... Agents in of which, influence, though. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this whole campaign got off real quick then. I mean, so they were like... I mean, if you were talking from March to October, right? Right. Like, yeah, they yeah. were... I mean, they these guys or this unit, which we should probably get into, like, exactly... Or like a little more specifically, like what we're talking about, because I do think, like Brace and I were talking last night about this, how like in America at least, I think that so much not at least this is my sense, a lot of popular knowledge of the cops and how all of that stuff works comes from like television show. I mean, you know, like I mean for a reason, right? The yeah, US yeah. Puts a lot of fucking money into doing all of that shit. But so when people hear like undercover, they think like. Okay, even for political agitation, they think just like a guy who like maybe he wears like a funny outfit and he shows up, uh, you know, he, you know, clocks in and out, you know, eight hours a day, but then goes home or maybe it's like, you know, a month where he's like infiltrating something. But yeah. like this is like a much more extensive um, campaign than I think anything I mean, anything that I've heard of in the United States, although we should probably get into how this probably exists other places, maybe towards the end of the show. But but yeah, so for March to October, I mean, that just strikes me as like their own kind of offensive way. You know what I mean? Like it was real quick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so basically these officers they deployed, I mean, they've been working on these groups for some time, right? But from a desk, yeah? So they're Mm. like... They're not just going in like kind of, oh, so let's learn what's happening. They already know the people they're looking to target. They've got an extensive understanding of these groups already before they go undercover. It was quite normal for special branch officers to turn up to all public meetings, take notes. Yeah. Um, this just this time, they, I mean, they, they called the, the group were called the SDS uh, Special Demonstration Squad. There's a little bit of a joke with the students for demonstration. Yeah, yeah, Society. yeah. I was gonna, yeah, and yeah, the SDS the German, in, in SDS. Germany too. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they they were at the demo, the uh, the March demo. Um, yeah, like, yeah. They were considered like the biggest, like you know. Oh my god. Like, yeah, yeah Rudy Duchke and all these guys. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. They yeah. got helmets, man. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So like, um, yeah. Initially, like the the these officers were like deployed just for this originally till that. Then then it became like a twelve month deployment. They were talking about. Mm-hmm. But by the time we get to the nineteen eighties, we're talking five year deployments. 
Um, mm. And like, so also initially, it's like people they, they, they like the, the first officers talk about going to public meetings, and yeah, getting into being to go into private meetings. Within a couple of years, you've got like they're they're the treasurers, they're the branch secretaries, they're the right hand man of the, like the, the main target. They're they're getting into like sexual relationships with their main target. They're like they're, they're going more than just like turning up to meetings or whatever. They've got a full new persona and they're entirely like living that, you know. Yeah, I was reading about uh, one of the first women officers who's joined because originally it was all men, and then they they. So there was two women at the very beginning. Um, okay, but like so in the initial days, there were. Uh, it's like the, the the tactics that are kind of. Um, changed quite a lot so initially the, the two women suppose the one's dead now but the the other one who gave evidence to the inquiry she just talked about going to a few public meetings the two of them mm -hmm. together um as time went on it from you know if she's to be believed which i'm not entirely sure she is but mm. like um you know the, the the deployment of female officers like in more serious came much later um in a, like more kind of the, the, the five-year deployment kind of way yeah, because the, the, I think this is the, the testimony from the officer you're talking about. She said she joined a small Maoist women's group, which I cannot imagine was about to overthrow uh, the crown uh, in, in parliament. Right. Uh, but something interesting she notes, and, I, and, and in fact, I noted uh, in, in, in the testimony, is that a lot of these people became, in fact, almost, I, I think it's three or four of them, became treasurers in organizations. Mm. And, yeah. and, and that's where on the executive committees. And she participated in the expulsion of several members of this small Maoist women's group, which to be fair, knowing small Maoist groups, likely those expulsions would have happened sooner or later anyways. Oh, but weekly event and expulsion from Maoist. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, but, uh, a new party every couple of weeks, then you're doing it wrong. Exactly. But, but she, uh, she, uh, there was one quote from her that was highlighted that was, I do not think my work really yielded any good intelligence, which obviously not sure if I believe it, but, but I eliminated the women's liberation front from public order concerns. Mm. Which yeah, man. I'm not sure uh, they maybe would have been a public order concern if this if this officer hadn't joined. I mean, I just just you know so, I, I know it was a so different time a period. Point, there's a key point in the, de in the definitions here, yeah. Yeah. Like, so like you're hearing the same public order concern, and you're thinking public order problem, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, she just literally means public order. So like they're just not mobilizing. Like yeah. they were a public order. They were they were out on the street holding placards, right? That's mm -hmm. enough. It's not. They're not like ah. Oh, they'll become disorderly. They don't care if they're being disorderly. It's like it's just being in the public as a group. It's just their existence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, okay. It's, it's 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 literally mobilizing. So it's like they're not concerned whether you you know like what you're doing when you're mobilizing. It's the fact you're fucking mobilizing is the problem. That's what they're looking to get rid of. And how many different groups did they infiltrate back then? Like what so what are the numbers thousand, we're talking? Over a thousand Jesus. is what the what, what the inquiry said, right? So like so it's um, probably more than that. Yeah, yeah, much more. And but also, I mean, you know how it works with like small like left wing groups, right? There's so much overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many campaign groups that like it's really hard to define. You know what what that you know what that means in yeah, terms yeah. of you know it, it, its level of of impact. Like you know, because some of these groups they, they they had loads of different names. They were front groups, you know, especially the Maoists, man. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like from a police point of view, I, I'm sure they see things quite differently, and they would see it in terms of like groupings and whatever and it's probably networks networks right yeah 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 because it's i know like i saw that they infiltrated a number of trotsky uh, trotskyite groups and like just the sheer like i mean because i think it you know looking in 2020 at like a lot of these a lot of these groups um you know like i i don't think that i 
would feel that the social, even if I was somebody who was dedicated to, you know, upholding, uh, you know, the, the, the current UK government or system of government, I'm not sure I would be entirely concerned about like the Socialist Workers Party, for instance, uh, being a, uh, a enemy that's really worth taking seriously. But, but it's, it's, you know, it's notable how they do and how much, I mean, we saw the same thing in America, just how like lasered in and how knowledgeable they are about these things. I mean, I, you know, I read that they had a report, you know, by October, that demonstration we're talking about, they had the, like basically the names and biographies and all these uh, statistics about the, uh, every main protest leader in the country. Yeah, and also details of fairly minor people who just turned up to a couple of meetings, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. including details like uh, descriptions of their appearance and, and if they were female, their body shape and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you mentioned, uh, at, you know, at the beginning of this that Theresa May was, you know, perhaps, I mean, or reportedly uh, particularly moved by the kind of relationships that people got into, especially with the way that a lot of the the female, I don't, I mean, I hate saying targets. It just sounds so fucking awful and like removed, but like that's what they were, I guess. Right, yeah. But how they were kind of, I mean, I don't even know what to call it, but like co- in these like coerced relationships. And yeah, some of them had children. I, with, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's horrific, man. It's, I mean, it is, um, so like, the, the, a number of the women um, came together when, like, mm-hmm. they first um, started being revealed, and it started. You know, I mean, it was it was very much the women who were like kind of because. So I mean, I, I knew an undercover cop quite well. He was a close personal friend of mine. Um, like, but when he when he did, he like moved to Corfu and like didn't get. I mean, I didn't like try and track him down or shit. You know, supposedly yeah, yeah. To Corfu, but like. For a lot of people, they these are the people they were like in love with, like seriously yeah. in love with, and like, then years. they disappeared. Like you know, they, I mean, they had a withdrawal sort of system. You know, that took a few months, but like it was a fairly fun, sudden disappearance. And they tried to find them, like out of sheer, like you know, where's this? Because per- like these guys had like you know, because they had like a backup team, and they were like th- this relationship was really important to their deployment. They were like the perfect kind of boyfriends, right? Like in yeah. lots of ways, you know, they were like designed for you, you know, right, had the right, same right. interests, the same tastes, same quirks, some mm-hmm. like some some major life events that you were like about to go through. They actually experienced that, and you know, like oh, your dad's dying, man. Well, my when my dad died when I was young, it affected me. Like yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah. You know, all that kind of shit, right? I mean, so it's then, it's just incredibly manipulative, like oh, in a level that, man. like, enormous. yeah, and, I'm not the same as well. I mean, that's one of the things about it. It's like it's the same each time these stories are written. Yes. Yeah, yeah, other. yeah. You know, you know, like love letters like written like 15 years apart by different people that are like the same, you know. Yeah. So when they disappeared, right, they let try to find them. Yeah. So like and and it's like kind of why why was it like there? What's this about? What's that about? And it's like they had suspicions for a long time and sometimes for years, you know, with look, people talking about people been looking since the early eighties, like the early nineties, you know, with suspicions, thinking they were going mad before, like, yeah, no, he really was an undercover cop. Oh, like there's these other people. So like a few of those women came together, a group of eight of those women came together, uh, to form police spies out of lives. And they really they've done like some amazing um, sort of put, like kind of putting the, the, the story into the public consciousness. They they brought uh, like a, a case against the police. Mm-hmm. Um, about those deployments, uh, they were successful in civil uh, court with, and kind of really, kind of you know, by sharing their own personal stories, um, you know, kind of got people to understand the emotional impact that like these deployments had like caused. And I say like with children, you know, like and not just one of them, you know, it's, it happened a couple of times. 
Yeah, that's that's something I found because I, I listened to that that podcast Bed of Lies that I, mm. I can't remember who's doing. I think the Telegraph or somebody's yeah, doing, which is mental. I mean, I, that I, the Telegraph yeah. is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <very> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as fuck. They yeah. they like weren't looking that day when someone produced that. <laughs> um, just like oh, it's a new true, it's like a new true crime thing, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 Various. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, and that's that, that's the way it's sort of sold. It's very because you 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 told me uh, when you told me about it, you're like, yeah, it's not really the style of presentation I enjoy. And I was like, well, <laughs> no, you know, shit, man. And, and I listened to it, and it's like, oh, this is like that serial style of very big in America po- oh, that style of podcasting. Big here, man. Well, shit. Yeah, where it's like a little like one note piano thing, and like. <laughs> But what was this about? Any but 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 the stories actually told in it were really affecting. I mean I mean just for our listeners to understand, it's like you know you would be some of these women were not even that involved in left wing groups. They, you know they would go to a couple meetings. Uh, you know sometimes they you know they were involved. But it's not like we're not talking about you know fucking Ho Chi Minh over here. Like these right. people, you know these are people who were like going to meetings against police brutality, but weren't exactly like you know plotting you know to, to blow up anything or anything you know and mm-hmm. and and you know so for some relatively minor groups i mean one of, one of the one of the you know I, i'll encourage people to listen to themselves but one of the one of the, one of the victims even says like yeah I, we weren't really doing much and the police would send these guys and, and you know the, basically every story is the same these guys that are perfect for them they have sort of the same personality as them same interests as them just like tom described and then they would get in relationships with them for years like I mean, like, you know, you mentioned five-year deployment. I mean, you know, like, long-term boyfriends and then all... And I found the disappearances very weird. They would all sort of disappear in these really bizarre ways. And it's like, I didn't really understand why they couldn't just be like, I don't love you anymore, goodbye. Because, you know, that's like, people do that normally all the time. But, like... It, it, it it's 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 just incredible and, and i and i found it incredible too that like a lot of these guys were found out basically because these women were like what the fuck was that and like mm. tracked them down and figured mm. out what was going on i mean that's an, an incredibly compelling part of the story mm. yeah yeah totally i mean like um yeah the the, the, the draw the draw thing's kind of weird because it's like it's an, it, it's hugely traumatic yeah yeah. Absolutely, and it's designed to be traumatic. Like you tell that they're trying to traumatize the people they're leaving. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's part Absolutely. of the plan. And I mean, like I don't know, man. Like sometimes I think there's some sort of vindictive cruelty, mm-hmm. you know, in the whole. Because like for a long it's time, sadistic. Yeah, it feels it, sadistic. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like so like if you've been around like protest a long time, yeah, and like you're mm-hmm. you're always dealing with the same public order teams on protests and shit, and we're doing direct action. It's like the same kind of cops. After a while, you get a sense of like hatred, you know? Yeah, of the yeah. cops. Do you know what I mean like there's there's something about like um it's like something like tribal you know like you've been like you've been you've been facing out, out each other for so long like they they're staring at your photos of you before they go to the demo and there he is that guy going up yeah you know? yeah 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 and like intimidating people out of protest in various means like it happens you know like they kind of turn up at your work and all that kind of shit you know so like it just feels like another way like some senior officer being like I'll twist the knife on that fucking before you leave you know. Right? Yeah. It's like, if that felt like, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, but that feels like, to me, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Well, that's what's so crazy. I mean, even, you know, the way that, and we should get into, like, the kind of transition be- between the, like, SDS into, like, what it became later, mm. because it's very weird how it just, like, continued, even though mm. it's unclear if it really, I mean, I, we keep saying this like it needed to, even though obviously that's not the point. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, mean, I think like it, it's really easy to get stuck in that thing about whether it needed to because people keep thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but what were they looking to stop happening? But or it's what just was- not 
the point. Right? It's not the point. Yeah, it's public yeah. order. Yeah, it's people out on the street with like placards. That's a problem. And as far as they're concerned, they decided mm. that's a problem, and they're going to deal with it. And they found a way that's really effective at dealing with it. So, like, mm-hmm. why would they stop? You know, like when you look at like, so a lot of people kind of come oh, the cost. What terrible cost, you know? As yeah, if, like, that, yeah. That's the main problem here. Which is yeah, as, right, it, well, as, if they, if the, as if they like, you know, they were preventing this thing, but, you know, they were preventing this horrible thing from happening. But right, like, right. you know, the human cost is, but they, they weren't. They were, yeah, like you said, they're preventing people from going to picket lines. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think like, it, you know, when you kind of understand like how much overt policing, right? How much yeah. they spend on overt policing and shit like that. Then like the covert stuff's gonna be yeah. like like this, right? Because otherwise, what else are they mm-hmm. gonna do? You know, they're spending like man. We had, like I, I live in Newport in Wales, yeah. And up the road, we had like the the NATO summit like six years ago, yeah. Yeah. And they spent like it was there for two days, right? In the in the big hotel just outside town, and they spent forty four million on like public order policing for that weekend in a uh, man. It's a really run down post industrial place I live, yeah. You know, forty four million yeah, yeah. a long way on a lot of shit, but they spent on, like. Do they get half a million a year on an undercover officer, which is what they reckon they kind of cost? Like, each fuck, each I, cop? That's fine. Yeah, fucking do 10. Like, sure. No problem. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just. I mean, it, that's the thing is that this is the scale of it. So wild, and the and the fact that it existed for decades too. Because you talked about okay, we have the, in the '60s these Trotskyist groups, but obviously, sort of the political scene changes as the '70s and then '80s progress, and then the '90s progress, and yeah. and sort of things become well. A lot of these uh, sort of big, uh, you know, sort of communist groups kind of you know go go by the wayside, and and it's the rise of of groups like environmental activists mm-hmm. and animal rights activists yeah. and I, you child, know I, I, I grew up activists you know like on like crass records and all this stuff right, when yeah, i'd yeah. see like the you know the alf and all and you know that wasn't really obviously a thing in my life as like a 13 year old in the bay area in 2003 but i i knew about it. i'm not uh, i'm not sure that people sort of grasp they were actually at least back in those days there was the the environmentalism in to that yeah. level was seen as this really extreme thing. When 9-11 happened in America, the number one threat uh, that the FBI uh, said exists in this country was the the Earth Liberation Front and environmental yeah. activists. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they remained the number one threat for it years. It was on the heels of the battle in Seattle here. Yeah. Where yeah. It, was, yeah. it was all tied into the anti-globalization movement, which was what mm. the real big thing was. It wasn't less the environmentalists, although they were ready well, to, like, bomb for trees or whatever. So, I mean, the thing, yeah, like, again, like, like there's no kind of, nobody's talking about bombs. Like, the, but, yeah, but, yeah. The, but, yeah, but in the early 90s, yeah, the, the the the, the British government had like a road building program. They had like this. They, they set aside this big pot of money and they like redrew the maps of the map of Britain with like all mm-hmm. these new motorways they were going to put in. And this was going to be a yeah. huge infrastructure project that was going to like define Major's like pre, uh, prime ministership. Yeah, like it. That that died at Newbury. Um, like event like the the, the protest against the Newbury bypass was eventually unsuccessful. But like twenty three camps over a seven mile period of of proposed motorway, like just bankrupted the entire project. Mm. Yeah. Um, like the, the financial losses that like, you know, not just the government had, but like huge numbers of like major road building contractors lost out on because a bunch of goddamn hippies had decided to live in the woods. Mm-hmm. Was like, it, it's not small amounts of money. We're talking multi, multi, hundreds of millions, like hundreds yeah, of millions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, and, and, it didn't matter what those people were doing. I mean, like they were being completely like painfully, like irritatingly pacifistic in their, in their tactics, you know? But, yeah. Like, but financially, the impact they were having was enormous. Yeah, and like yeah. same with the ELF in the US. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so 
yeah, they burned a few places down, right? And there was like a few yeah. like, kind of high-profile things. But like even just their small-scale stuff of shutting things down has a huge economic impact. And like the pressure mm-hmm. comes from industry to government is like, what the fuck? We don't have to deal with it. You should be sorting right, this right, out. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know? Uh, and the ALF as well, because you know it was anti-vivisection campaigns were huge in the 1980s yeah. and 1990s. Oh, I mean, God, that was I mean, a, that was a major force. I mean, it got to the point where like no insurance company would cover like vivisection in the UK, so the government became insurer of last resort for vivisection, which essentially meant that like the British government underwrote like so Huntington Life Sciences, the single biggest place in Europe for vivisection. It was, it was the government had to prop it up entirely, and like because the protests against it, you know, which mm-hmm. you know they tried every like overt form of policing to try and like break that, but it was only really with covert policing that they were able to like do that because you know if you if you if there's enough of you and you really want to shut the company down, you can fucking do it, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like totally yeah. doable, and like, I don't. You know, I'm not saying it's justified at all. I'm far from it. But like, if you really want to shut it down, how else are you going to fucking do it? You know, well, like, well you mentioned that the covert policing was successful, and we haven't actually really talked about that that much. Is is the actual arrest that came from this? Because you know these guys would enter these you know women's lives or these friend group and stuff, and you know again, like like Thomas said, we're not exactly talking about you know the the nineteen ten like caricature of an anarchist with a bomb in their hand. I mean, no. these are like probably the same kind of people you you know you or I know, and it's like, right. and so it's 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 you know they they enter into these groups like. What kind of people, what kind of arrests do they make? What kind of sting operations do they make? And like, how, how, what is the scale of this sort of thing? Right, so yeah, like none, man. That's the thing. So like normally, <laughs> like, cops, that's how they work. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, as you, yeah. Like, just described, that's how like. They're like, let's go buy some fentanyl, Brace. And I'm like, absolutely, let's go buy some fentanyl. <laughs> and then, hey, like, I showed up at the hotel. to send on you. And, <laughs> exactly. And, that's yeah, yeah, and they totally. sentence you to becoming an undercover podcaster. They just what they do. They, <laughs> right, they blackmail yeah. you. Yeah, 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 totally, right? So like, and then they, but then like the problem with that is then you get the day in court, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, the cop stands on the stand and goes, yeah, I wasn't a fucking, I, I wasn't one of you people at right, all. Right, right, right. I'm actually yeah. a pig. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. They didn't want that. So no no information is being collected for prosecution. Um, mm-hmm. It's purely intelligence and disruption. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're feeding the intelligence back, and they're – I mean, they're, 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 I mean, we're not entirely sure the actual detail, like, the, the how much you can prove about the disruption, because they're very yeah. – oh, no, we would but they, it's very clear they were. Um, yeah. Destabilizing groups. You right, know, right, and right. In various ways. talk about that for a little bit just like what the kind of different destabilizing techniques were i mean i know that we we mentioned with the maoist groups the like you know expulsions <laughs> expulsions yeah. but like you know no one would suspect that to be like we yeah, said, no one yeah, yeah 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 to be out of the ordinary but i'm just curious like what the kind of like when we say disruption what they really mean so like, i mean there's a few different ways of like doing the disruption yeah i mean like kind of it the, in some ways, um, like the classic one is the Ocean Provocateur thing that like kind of gets yeah, the group sure. in deeper than it ever wanted to. So like um, Carlo ne- Negri or Carlo Sorocci, which is actual real name, which we're not allowed to say in the inquiry, which is very annoying. Oh, yeah, you're not, yeah the, the, Italian, the Italian undercover pig? He, yeah, it's, he, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, British, but yeah, Italian. But I mean, he's, yeah, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so like he fucking, um, you know, he was encouraging like this, the, the, his local group to go and firebomb like this Italian fascist shop. 
which uh-huh. is a, 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 a Forza, uh, well, I can't remember the bloody name, but some Italian fascist group. Yeah. Like a, like a shop in London, which was like... What did they funds. sell? I, I, like, I, I, I don't know, man. Literature of some sort, I'm guessing. Like, they're just Racist olive oils. Shop. Yeah. yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, Catholic yeah. goods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paintings of Mussolini. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Mussolini's hot daughter. His, his yeah. granddaughter's his granddaughter's Japanese pop album. Has <laughs> <laughs> she done one of those? Yeah, oh yeah, it's really it's actually it's it's pretty good. What, seriously? Okay, <laughs> yeah, and crazy. she was, dude. No, it's. I just, I just actually just bought a photograph of this, but she is in a uh, in a Israeli post-apocalyptic movie in the seventies where she's like a Barbarella type with like her uh, breasts exposed, holding an Uzi. It's insane. Uh, it's yeah. I, uh, it's I guess very if you're like stuff. an exploitation director in like the seventies, and then yeah, that's the. Oh, I mean, that's gotta better. be the the white whale, right? Hold yeah. this gun and take the take off Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so they so were like, trying to get them to firebomb. Right. Yeah. So they, they were trying to get them to firebomb the shop, and they were like, "Nah, I, we're not. You know, this is like a, you know, aside from yeah. everything else, like next door's got people living in it. What, you know, like, come on. Exactly. No, this is not happening. So there's, there's that kind of like, and also like the group that he was trying to get to do that, which was the away team, which was like just a bunch of um, stewards for left wing events. Um, so you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Group. You know, I mean, like they're, they're more sort of your like kind of Saturday afternoon punch up, not your firebombing places sort of lads so like yeah but you know so, so getting people deeper in so there's that kind of stuff but then there's also just a really like low level stuff so like my personal experience with my group was just like man like marco jacobs who was infiltrated our group was a massive fucking gossip bro i mean like seriously like just it was just little niggles about well you know what Bartle was saying and what says was saying and blah, blah, blah. yeah oh yeah don't get me wrong man like the british left is more than capable of eating itself you know, yeah. like there's plenty of like bullshit, and I'm sure the American left is exactly the same. Of like, kind very of hungry weirdos. people, Americans, yeah, right, yeah, and like constantly kind of like falling, you know, falling out with each other and shit about like personal stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, all the undercover cops I knew, and like the that sort of era of those those undercover cops, they were all like terrible gossips who were like kind of, you know, all the stuff about personal relationships and like your non-political like fallouts within groups, yeah, yeah. You know, really into all that, really, really into all that, and like being disruptive on that kind of like personal level and just exhausting people, really. I think with like kind of internal bullshit, you know, uh, that's that a huge it, part of it. It's it's it really reminds me of 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 a Scanner Darkly that like Philip K. Dick book and mm-hmm. then later movie about this this sort of undercover cop who is just basically like put into this drug house to like not really do much but just like lay around and mess with things, and it's like. That that's that's sort of like because again, like you mentioned, like you know, th- this is this is not big time stuff. You know, these guys are not exactly infiltrating Al Qaeda. They're infiltrating these small groups, and you know, if there's no crazy act, if they're not taking the, the 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 you know the bait on the firebomb stuff, well, then you might as well get them to basically not be able to function as a group because that's the that's the purpose yeah. of the police here. And that 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 the tactic of gossiping is is. Uh, uh, well, Mao would call that a type, Mao himself would call that a type of liberalism, but, uh, <laughs> it is, it is, it is, yeah, like, I, I think, I, I think on your website, there's like a sort of list of things that you can kind of go through if you suspect someone's a cop. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth noting, too, that, like, the undercover cops, uh, 
you know, their tactics basically are just heightened versions of like our our worst qualities in in political groups, and like yes. that's like really just what they're taking. You know what I mean? Mm, sure. I think it's worth thinking for people to kind of think about that. Well, how did like, for instance, in your case, like, how did Marco Jacobs, uh, you know, just show up at us? Like, how do how do these guys sort of get on the scene? So, I mean, okay. So, in his case, um, so I, uh, the group I was part of were mostly based in Cardiff, capital of Wales. But mm-hmm. Marco um, first appears in Brighton. Um, he claims that he was like in Northampton. Um, he lived in Northampton, and he went to some like national demonstrations of different things, and was interested. Recently separated from a long-term relationship, which had like ended a bit messily. Mm-hmm. Like secretly, he, he he was knocked around by her, but ooh, shouldn't know. So it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, don't yeah. bring that up. Um, uh, and he moves to Brighton um, because like there's there's an epicenter of a scene there, right? There's the mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever came across the free sheet schnooze. It was like a the, what is it schnooze? It was like a double-sided A4 photocopied newsletter that came out every week in the UK uh-huh. called mm. schnooze, and it was like SCH news. Um, yeah news and it was like the sort of you know before the internet and shit like that was yeah like yeah the, right so they're based in brighton and like um he kind of he moved down to brighton and we started going to stuff and like uh became drinking buddies with the guys involved with that um and then going to stuff in other parts of the country because schnooze would like be really keen to send somebody to like other demos in other parts of the country or direct action different things yeah like yeah that. yeah like, like get a report them. for the zine and stuff like that yeah right, yeah yeah and he'd like he, he was he, like he drove <laughs> and like would be like, Oh yeah, man, let's go to like a yeah, day out to go to Harmonsworth detention center. And you know, maybe a couple of points for the lads at the end. eh? you know? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So like kind of befriended a bunch of people, but like, cause he was like a, a working class bloke uh, mm-hmm. and Brighton is not like a working class bloke kind of town. It's so, all mods and rockers. As far as I know, I mean, it's a battleground. From, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> In like in, yeah, for like a couple of bank holidays in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, but you know, it's, it's like a, it's a very popular kind of um, sort of I, I don't know, like kind of university dropout kind of town. You know, like okay, it's, it's the nearest beach to London. Yeah, so I, remind, I just, I'm right. getting a Santa Cruz vibe from that. That's we I think we have. A I don't know what that one. means, but maybe probably. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's spiritually true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's you know, there's the pier and there's the beach and there's you know, in the summer you can just sleep on the beach, that kind of place. Yeah. So anyway, so like he, he's there, he's like really like kind of trying to be involved with that as a new person, which is kind of common in Brighton. But like when he goes to all these national things, he kind of like at the time South Wales anarchists were like, we were fucking rent a mob, man. We were at everything. We were like yeah. we were kicking off it. If there was anything happening, we were going to kind of get somebody there. And you know, he was our kind of person. You know, he was a bloke like he was a proper like working. He was a truck driver supposedly, and like you know somebody who. Maybe there wasn't that many of in the movement, you know, then, or yeah. maybe not even now either. You know, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, believe me, we're very familiar with this problem too. <laughs> right, right. So, like, he's like, mate, I've, he was like, like, he befriended us, a few of us, like, separately. And we're like, oh, you know, yeah. Marco as well. Whoa, man, that's crazy, right? Mm. So, like, um, he gets, see, he was like, I'm going to move to to Cardiff because, like, with my work, I, I just need to be somewhere I can get on the motorway easily enough, and it's right on the M4, no dramas. Mm-hmm. And it's so much cheaper, which it is fucking cheap, like in Wales, compared to everywhere else. I'll move there. And we were like, that's awesome, man. People, I was like, whoa, we're so active. People are moving to South Wales to be a part of our group. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, like, naive as fuck, I guess. But so, but it kind of, you know, it was like a year. I'd known him for like a year before he moved to Cardiff. So, like, mm-hmm. he was just this guy I vaguely knew. I didn't, you know. Well, so when he moved to Cardiff, I felt like kind of obliged to be like even more matey with him. 
Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, because you're like, oh, cool, you moved here, yeah, like, I'll fucking show room. you around, you know? Right, yeah, totally, and like a few of us were like, cool, man, yeah, 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 like, come, yeah, here's yeah. all the boozers you should go and drink in, and here's the people you should meet yeah. and shit. Here's how to um, speak Welsh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> no and um <laughs> like yeah so like you did all that and like you kind of um before you know it and like he's, he was funny as fuck man i gotta be fair yeah like he had a whole pattern i mean maybe he was just tuned into my humor on purpose but he was yeah. funny so like yeah before you know it he's like you're spending all your like free like when you go to the pub you make sure you're texting him you know what i mean make sure he's there like and he also, I mean, like, he had that thing of, like, kind of into the, like, into the, oh, we should do things about this, but, like, oh, bloody hell, our meeting's boring. And, like, you yeah. be in a meeting, you get a text off him, and the same meeting is just, like, bah, kill me now, like, you know? And yeah, just, I, like I do that. Right, yeah, 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 it's, like, a totally, like, reasonable way to behave, but. Exactly. Well, that's, like, that's all- something I noticed in, in, in common with a lot of these cases, is that the guys would not be, like, like they would be they would try to get people to do stuff but a lot of time they'd be kind of like yeah this is you know you know it's like this sort of cavalier attitude a lot of people who generally have been around these things for a while take where they're like i know this meeting is not very important you know and like you kind of screw around in it and like Mm. that's that's i mean which which makes sense because at a certain level these guys do i mean it's weird because maybe they do think it's important in a certain way like in a public order issue but they actually don't care about the issues that are being discussed in these meetings and so uh, no wonder they're bored you know yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, it, it's that thing. So, like, um, in the the S, there's an SDS tradecraft manual which got um, disclosed through the inquiry. I mean, like, mm. it's page after page of redaction. You know, it's just like yeah, sure. of, yes, of yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but one of the things in it is they refer to like their targets as like a lot of it as as wearies, as in yeah. wearies, wearies, as it's like hanging out with him makes me weary. <laughs> Because it's like, let me tell you about the red strike dispute of 1974. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and they were, you know, like, oh God, they're spending the time with the wearies and it just being, you know, a bit of a nightmare befriending these people, you know, Mm -hmm. which. They just found that hard work and boring. And as that's fuck. rude to hear you and your friends talked about yeah. in that way. Yeah, man. Yeah, but like, I've had my feelings hurt enough. I think, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, well, how did it end? With with Marco or like, yeah. So I mean, he was deployed for like. Um, so like he he kind of appeared uh, around the time of the G eight in Scotland, two thousand and five. Mm, uh, mm. That. Um, he started sort of disappearing in the summer of 2009. Like, it took a while to like kind of you know fully. Yeah, early 2009, January. Yeah, it seems like they have this weird like yeah, like you're saying like this sort of stuttered withdrawal process. Yeah, so like there's he's, he's around less and less. So yeah. he was had this background that he once worked in Corfu. Yeah, you know, and he had like oh when I was when I was working in Corfu, let me tell you some stories, boys. You know, there's that kind of yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. Like, uh, so he was going back to like he been to Kofu for somebody's wedding and he was like, oh, I got offered a job over there. Mm-hmm. It's like loads easier than my current job. Money's not great, but I live in Kofu. And, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, we'll come visit. It's like, like, will you fuck? You'll never bother. Right, right, like, right. I'll be lucky of to course. Get yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, even know where it's Corfu. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right, right, exactly. So like, you know, Kofu's an island in the Mediterranean. It's a really nice sort of holiday sort of island. Um, yeah. But like, so I mean, obviously his routine with the women he was having sexual relationships with was like a lot more full on than it was with the likes of me at that point. But, you know, uh, yeah. So he he withdrew around that time. I mean, like we, we had gone from being incredibly active um, to by that point, we were doing a lot of like, we, we used to be like a real just direct action kind of group mm-hmm. uh, that did a newsletter 
Um, and then we became a group that did a newsletter and like did like film showings and talks and like did a book mm. fair and like yeah yeah I I, I, I don't I, I don't know how much that was his influence that we were like less direct action focused or it was just you know would have happened anyway or whatever but um, he certainly we. We'd fallen out as well a lot. We'd kind of split into some rival camps within the group and shit, you know, by the time yeah. we left. Though, I mean, it, arguably, um, there was an officer sent undercover after him, which tended to be their technique, you know, somebody who could pick up the threads of the intelligence, use okay. that to, be infil- to infiltrate. So it was not somebody I ever met, but somebody who appeared in Swansea not long afterwards. Um, when, like, Mark was discovered, like, and, you know, all the kind of stuff really came to the fore, it appeared that like that officer was withdrawn like quickly. Like he went from like showing a great interest in a female activist in Swansea to just disappearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was probable that that was his replacement sort of like kind of came along. It'd be interesting to know who his predecessor was. I've no idea about that. Yeah. Before know. Marco. Right. Right. Because yeah. it seems like every one of them had like a, you know, there was right, a, right, right. You know, passing mm-hmm. the baton, not like directly, but like kind of just to the side and, you know, but like yeah, using yeah. Those, those contact, that knowledge, you know, to go further. It must yeah. really miss, like, I don't know. I feel like I want, I don't know, maybe you did or you didn't, but did you go through like a period afterwards where you're sort of like, huh, was that the reason for that? Was he like the cause of this or was all of this going to happen without it? It must like really fuck with you to kind of like, like what, what's real, what's not. I mean, you know, beyond the women who are in relationships, which that's like a whole nother mm. level, but just, you know, even as you're talking about the, you know, what the changes that uh, the groups underwent, you know, like what would have happened if he wasn't there? It's, it's, I don't know. You, you kind of like end up playing these, these weird mind games with yourself. I was completely paralyzed that for you with, with that for years, yeah. to be honest. Um, and I think like on a wider level, like, that goes for society at large. Um, yeah. Like what kind of society would Britain be without spy cops, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and you can talk about it in terms of the environmental direct action movement, in terms of the ALF, in terms of Vietnam's solidarity campaign, the anti-apartheid movement. But, like, when it comes to the minor strike in 84 and, like, the assault on the British working class that happened there and, like, the way in which every le- every level of undercover policing to overt fucking, you know, soldiers in uniforms going around beating people mm-hmm. up and shit, like... Britain was totally and utterly changed by that event, you know? Yeah. We, we lost so badly then in so yeah. many fucking ways. Like, we would live in a completely different country, I think, if undercover policing hadn't been so successful in stopping social movements in the way yeah, that well, they did. Can we, like, pause there for a second and sure. just give our listeners, if they're, I mean, I think, you know, we have, like, younger listeners, and particularly in America, they might not be familiar with that period in British history, um and and the undercover cops were like quite <laughs> active in this mm. um in this moment can you maybe give yeah, us a little so like i mean the, the the national union of mine workers um was britain's most probably the most militant large industrial union um mm-hmm. like in 74 arguably they brought the government down um, who you know? Mamilla <laughs> went to the, the country. Who runs the, com- the the country? Is the Conservative government or is it the miners? And the government comes yeah, away, yeah. fucking miners. Fuck off. Um, so like you know, there was no love lost with it. So when Thatcher comes to power in seventy nine, she picks a fight with the the, the industrial like the industrial unions. Like and she, yeah, and, you know, 
it could have been the print workers, it could have been the, 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 the transport workers, but in the end, it's the miners that she really picks the fight with, and she just decides that like it's not worth it's not worth their social power. The, the economic benefits of the mining the mining industry in the UK are not worth the social power that the National Union of Mine Workers has within British society. So we will destroy our own mining industry um, to destroy the National Union of Mine Workers. Um, and I mean, like, essentially, I mean, I was like four years old at the time, but like, I yeah, mean, some yeah. of the most vivid, early memories, like th this was particularly here in South Wales. Um, it, like, you know, like it, it's, it's a defining point in, in our history. It's what it's the, it's the decline. It's the, I mean, there'd been, already been some decline, but this was really the fucking decline because when, when the mines go, the steelworks aren't far, far after, you know what mm. I mean? They're kind of linked. So like yeah, I mean it was like the beginning of the end for industrial for industrial right, England. Right. Yeah, and like you know, and every fucking every prediction about what would happen to the to the communities happened. You know what I mean? They are now like heroin fucking just shitholes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not similar. We had a very similar trajectory here in America too. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So like you know, but the the, take, the the defeating of the national mine you know mine workers was no small thing, man. They had to change the law about secretary picketing. They had to do a lot of things to to, to break the mine. Like they yeah, like say they sent in. Yeah, um, soldiers in, in police uniforms uh, to, to to break pickets, and the undercover policing was a huge part of like the the, the detail of which is, is yet to come out. Um, mm. Like we've got theories. I, I, the, I wonder the if it'll ever stuff, come out because that's right, just yeah. such a storied and like mm. important part of British history that I would imagine. Like I, I mean, if it came out that this had like a major major influence on all of that i feel like it would be quite disruptive to mm -hmm. like socially disruptive and politically maybe i mean you, you'd kind of hope so i mean like, well yeah, yeah 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 i guess so yeah, yeah. it's true <laughs> but um like it's it's scary though i mean one of the things you know like even though we know that these units were like designed to undermine democracy yeah like, the scandal is you know and I'm not you know, that's not the word that like the, the the sexual relationships, the stealing of dead children's identities, the individual like manipulation of people and destroying of lives, to be honest, which is a huge part of what they did, is bad enough. But like the undermining of democracy on this industrial scale, um, like that's that scandal hasn't really been a scandal yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's, I'm curious about that because it seems like I mean, I know The Guardian has done I mean, they've done most of the reporting on that. I mean, mm. a lot of the reporting at least, but it hasn't really like caught on it seems like i don't know i mean can you give us a sense of like how it's been perceived over there so i mean in terms of media coverage like you know huge shout out to rob evans of the guardian um mm -hmm. let me like say the guardian's been covering it rob evans has been covering it okay um, yeah yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's a salary i mean i don't like giving the guardian any yeah if i can just credit someone besides the guardian <laughs> yeah, i'll all good with that yeah, Thank, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, yeah talk about undercover him. cops <laughs> yeah yeah right so like, i mean like it's one it's one reporter i mean he's bylines every single article on it him with a, a guy called paul lewis um who he co-wrote the original book undercover um inside yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Secret Police. that's the one you're interviewed in right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's yeah. googling around um, i saw that yeah 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 no which i recommend i mean it was published in uh 2012 so you know our knowledge is changed, but like it's still like it's the best introduction in book form yeah know, to the topic um like he he's, you know, he he brought up Paul Lewis. Paul Lewis kind of moved on to became the U.S. correspondent for the Guardian or something. So it's been just pretty much exclusively Rob Evans's reporting in the Guardian. Um, 
for whatever reason, nobody like the the, the BBC and Channel Four initially mm. uh, picked it up. A TV station over here, um, and Simon Israel, who's a very well respected broadcast journalist, um, kind of been covering the story since it began, but only in like little snippets on Channel Four now mm-hmm. and again. BBC similarly have got a, a journalist they've got out long term. Nobody else, whether it's just through lack of funding or just lack of interest, has the kind of is willing to put the resources. Like so, for instance, the Morning Star, which is like the communist uh, newspaper. Daily yeah, newspaper, yeah, yeah. I know a guy who works there. Right, so like, they've covered the story from the beginning, but sure. I, they've been through about five different journalists in that time on the story because yeah. people don't stay there. It's not well paid, you know. Yeah. So you, and you need like you need a good you need. If you, if you come to the story late, it's kind of confusing. There's a lot of detail to it. So like, yeah, I mean, Jesus, like that's, I mean, cause this, uh, our podcast is for a little, uh, reference basically started, uh, researching the Epstein thing. Yeah, and yeah. this seems like just another one of those things where there's so much to it that you could really just devote all of your energy to researching it. Because I mean, there is just an incredible amount of, of detail and different operations and all these sort of things. So yeah, you need a serious journalist. Yeah, totally. So like, th- there just hasn't been the resources thrown at it, essentially. Um, yeah, and I don't know how that's going to change, really. Um, right, right, right. I, I don't see like the, the this thing that the uh, the Telegraph's doing that podcast, that Bed of Lies podcast. I think it's really interesting because it's like it's it's breaking out of what up until now has been just within like a certain sort of. Yeah, yes. that's been cycle. siloed into kind of like serious-minded stuff, maybe. Right, that right, exactly. Not a lot of people are paying attention to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like you know, maybe off the but you know, if right. if that becomes like there's a new audience to it, maybe that, that'll spark off some of it. Well, we should cover this in more detail in some way. I mean, yeah. like, it was telling at, at the inquiry um, at the hearing room where you could actually view what the undercover cops looked like. Uh, there was only one journalist there. Uh, from the Morning Star, um, for every, yeah. every day of the inquiry. Um, yeah. You know, if, if it wasn't for activists sort of putting stuff on Twitter, like coverage, I, you know, reading a lot of the of the news reports that did turn up, they were hugely lifted from what activists were putting out. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the original and, and, journalism. Yeah, that's the there. thing that's like such that's that's really frustrating about it too, because it's like this weird push pull. Because it's like you need those journalists to mm. like continue covering it because that's mm. what builds the power that can then pressure the government to mm. then reveal more that more people mm. can cover. But if that's not happening, if that like relationship isn't there, it feels like everything just kind of gets stagnant. And you're mm. sort of you know, and the government can like hide behind you know as many tools as many things as it wants <laughs> you know it has plenty yeah. of tools to hide to use to hide at its disposable or whatever but um so it's just it's frustrating when that you know that isn't there that kind of adversarial like push pull that you need mm. yeah totally it's it, it's yeah it's a problem like it, it's i'd say the single biggest problem is lack of media coverage yeah really well they're, yeah. they're not live streaming the proceedings either which i i found insane so they're they're just <laughs> yeah. What they're doing, so, you know, obviously, ladies and gentlemen out there, you know that, you know, it's, it's COVID, so they're doing all these fucking Zoom yeah, trials yeah, yeah. and inquiries and all these kind of things. And so, you know, this inquiry is, 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 you know, being done basically remotely in a lot of cases, although I think there are people, people actually in the building too. So um, what they're doing is they, they've booked a room in a, in a four-star hotel off Oxford Street. Which Classic, is the baby. I've ever been in. There love we it. go. I love it. <laughs> and yeah. the way you can go, if you you can register, if you're a core participant, so if you're affected by the deployment, they've just, they've given you core participant status, and, and that's you, right? I, I'm I'm one of the core participants. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. There's yeah. Like 100 and 
the 40, 60, I can't remember the exact number, yeah. of non-state core participants, um, non-police, non-state core participants. So we have, like, we get certain levels of disclosure depending on what tranche we're assigned to and shit, but we can go mm-hmm. to the hearings. Uh, and, you know, remember, that, like, anybody could apply, but it's discretionary to the court whether they allow you to... So, like, journalists can go, we want to go, and it's like, well, yeah, from The Guardian, you can come in. But as it turns out, yeah, like, so they have room for 60 people, uh, in the viewing room. Um, I mean, as it turned out, there was like, I don't know, 20 people there because most mm. days, because like it's COVID. Like, I mean, I, I traveled down from Wales, which um, we weren't even in lockdown at the time, you know, like mm. COVID was really low here at the time. Uh, I got the train down to London. I could go to the pub in Newport. Yeah, I go to London. Like everything's fucking shit. You're in Oxford Street, right? Which is like the yeah. most, right, right, like the right. center of shopping in the, you know, this Marble, yeah. Marble Arch. There's like a fucking... 20 foot tree and like a you know santa made of fucking gold or some shit you're getting you know, your suits done at savile row which but, i know about from from song lyrics but, you know yeah, it's, so it's, it's all done up to the nines for christmas but like yeah. there's no one there it's empty yeah yeah, yeah 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 i've hotel. seen 28 days later it, it honestly looked like it man i'm not even yeah because like because there's no even like because there's no shoppers there there's no street sweepers here so there are bits of rubbish right. like flying around like just like <laughs> yeah, that yeah, like, yeah 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 so yeah, and that was the only way to see like the undercover cops giving evidence because mm-hmm. the, otherwise all you've got was this transcript, which is like the stenographer's like transcript of what's happening, which was broadcast with a ten minute delay on YouTube mm. with them just typing what's being said. Which ridiculous, yeah, man! Like no journalist can like kind of respond to yeah, that yeah, in, yeah. in any sort. Of I mean, you have to read just like thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. word every day, and then get it. Yeah. I mean that 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 you know there there are people putting it uh, together rather admirably. What's the fucking Jesus Christ? There's so many different acronyms that I can't remember. What is the website that is doing like the day by day sort of like oh, the, examination the, uh, of it? The, the campaign opposing police surveillance. Yes. Cops. Yeah. 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 Between you and me, it's a fucking terrible name. But I, I didn't choose it. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Let's, let's Check out our that. website, cops. Yeah. yeah. We're not cops. We oppose the cops. Yeah. And the undercover cops, which we're not undercover cops. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, but they, they've been doing a pretty good job of actually <laughs> kind of going through it. And, and they have actors and actresses, I believe, acting yeah, so it out on YouTube. Which I thought was very... Was okay. That they, they organized that. Um, okay. So, uh, but yeah, basically started off with just, you know, activists reading... It out as it came through. I think it's called uh, verbatim theater. Mm-hmm. This is, That's yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's a thing in itself, apparently, to do this kind of with transcripts. So they got like uh, Maxine Peak, um, who's like a very left wing actor, actress. I, actor I, I, I'm sorry. Anything I just say, I'm going to be like, oh, she's from I can't remember the Shameless. fucking name. Faulty Towers. No. No. That's just the only British TV show I know. I'm really sorry. Okay. That's, that's, I'm no, being she, she was in. She, you had a US version of Shameless. But there was a, oh yeah the yeah the drunk version. guy the drunk guy yeah yeah right. oh, so yeah, like yeah, she, yeah okay in the British version was the was the sex crazed next door neighbor oh anyway, the first series of the of the British Shameless one of the best bits of TV ever fucking great mm. man fucking brilliant yeah 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 American one was fucking terrible but anyway never mind um, yeah so like she's like a middling like pop famous sort of actress so she yeah. did it uh, and then like um, a woman an Irish actress I'd never heard of was in Dairy Girls which is quite mm-hmm. funny. She did a bit as well. Then we had somebody else who I'd never fucking heard of. But, you know, we had actors kind of voicing it, which yeah. I, yeah, really helped. And, like, got way more, like, just both live on YouTube at the same time. Like, the actors reading it was getting, like, you know, a couple of thousand views, whereas the inquiry itself's getting fuck all, you know. Right, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It definitely brought it to a bigger audience than, than the inquiry itself was able to do. 
So we got to wrap up soon. Um, oh, I just kind of want to get like some last thoughts on on where you think the inquiry is going because we haven't reached your time period yet, have we? In it? No, a long way off from it. We're not going to get to my time period until about 2023, I think. Jesus um, Christ. That's also just a very weird sentence to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> right, yeah, 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 you yeah, do yeah. sound like a bit of a time traveler. Well, you know, <laughs> I tell you what, man, what you were saying earlier about the kind of how it affects your mind, I think that's yeah. the yeah. biggest way is that I feel like I'm stuck in a time loop of like 25 to 30 because that's the age I was during it and I've yeah. overanalyzed those five years of my life like yeah. in a way in which it's not healthy right and yeah, like, yeah I have no desire to fucking do but like so many things like what I know that there's this log of every fucking move I made like during yeah. that time like you know 50,000 fucking documents or some crazy shit just on me where I found out through like some what we did and like it's just like I mean, a lot of that is bullshit, yeah, because you've got phones yeah, in there. Of course. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but just every phone call you ever made, yeah, right, and all this kind of shit, yeah. So it's like that during that period, and I, I've done a pub, you know public access request of my like um, um, police national computer files, which is just basically what if you get pulled over for speeding kind of comes up when it comes yeah. to it, and like the detail in that is like shit, man. So like the the stuff they won't release is you know is like hugely. Yeah. So you end up like this period of your life, you're just like so fucking aware of. You Jesus. know, and, like twenty five to thirty is not the time when no you necessarily even, yeah, yeah, give yeah. a good account of yourself. You know, you're no. maybe your politics is a little bit like you know, yeah, it's a bit like we're all a mess. Yeah, yeah. You know? believe me, I'm very. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's yes, and that's that's what that's what that's what freaks me out so much about it because if I found out that somebody I knew was an undercover cop during right. like a five year period of my life, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that you know, it's it's. Uh, we went over this a little bit earlier, and you know, forgive me for asking again. Is I was like, were you like, I, I mean. Did that sort of traumatize you from doing political stuff for a while? Just because yeah, I would be much. freaked out anybody who showed up. Yeah, I mean, totally. Um, like, it was kind of weird because, like, at first I was like, I'm fucking, whoa, you know, like, yeah. who do they send next, man? They send a really funny guy first to be my mate. Who's the, se- who, who's the next guy you send, right? If you're pissed yeah. off to get that, what's the, what's the second fucking level? You know, and I didn't yeah, want to find yeah. out. So I was all freaked out. And, like, for a lot of people, they've never done politics again since. Like, yeah. I kind of, I think, like, for me, what kind of dragged me back in was um, doing this. Like, I couldn't do yeah. politics unless I was doing, like, you know, fighting. Like, So at first, it was, like, getting control of the narrative, you know, in some way, creating a narrative. Like, I mean, I, I was lucky. I was only considered, like, a mad conspiracy theorist for a few months before it was on the yeah, front page yeah, of The Guardian. Yeah. But, like, right. other people have been doing it for fucking you know, decades, and they were, you know, so, like, I, yeah. that was, I was lucky about that, but then you've got to double down on that and be like, this really happened. It's been, you know... This important person agrees that it happened like that. You know, yeah. they, they admit it. Look, they've apologized to these people. Look, it's real. It's yeah. real. It's real. Uh, you know, working on that, and then like just because like you know because of my background and where I live, things happened locally, and it's like you can't not engage with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you of have course. To kind of engage with that. Like the fucking NATO was coming opposite your nan's old house for fuck's sake. You've got exactly. to be part of the fucking mobilization against it, otherwise you're a shit house. And like, yeah. so I kind of got dragged back in, but I definitely politically very different the way I organized. Very, I'm like, yeah, my trust issues are through the roof, man. You know what I, I mean? Imagine like, just even yeah. in personal life. Yeah, yeah, mostly personal life, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 what's so astounding to me is just like the sheer and like I really want want our listeners to sort of understand how like 
I, it's it's I encourage people to sort of you know do your own research and look at some of the personal stories of the people affected by this too. You know, especially the, the, these these women. I mean, it affected everyone in different ways. I mean, it, it affects you differently if it's your friend versus your girlfriend versus you know the father of your children. Because I want to stress, some of these fucking cops fathered children with women when they had not only other families. But like they, 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 it's not like they stuck around and were like undercover cops is, you know, for like the next 40 years. It's like they knocked, you know, they knocked people up essentially knowing that they would leave them with a kid and yeah. incredibly traumatized. And yeah. for, you know, and for what to prevent them from fucking, you know, saying, uh, holding up a fucking placard for veganism. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's. It's it sounds funny because of course everyone knows that that the the the, the you know American British whatever and Five Eyes governments have done incredibly sadistic things all over the world but this one is so sadistic in such a personal way and I think in a way that people can relate to because everybody knows like pretty duplicitous people or like you know people who betray them but like a betrayal on this level I think that's what what affects me so much about the story is just like how you know cruel essentially yeah. this was. Um, you mentioned like the need to kind of get control of the narrative or that being the first kind of like impetus mm. of like when you're coming back to mm. like yourself maybe even <laughs> after going through something like that. And like I think that's something that um, at, like actually like all victims of abuse or however we want to like mm. categorize this like end up going through. And that's like mm. a very central um, piece of kind of like being able to come to terms with what's what's happened and what's occurred mm -hmm. and dealing with that kind of with with the you know traumatic break that is that that has happened mm -hmm. um and so i think that there's something there where that's kind of like actually like a universal where you know it's like um you know being able to kind of like yes this happened yes this happened to me and like this is continuing to happen and i'm you know a part of this mm -hmm. um I don't know. I mean, I, you know, listening to that podcast with, you know, a lot of the women talking, that's been very central to them having like coming to terms mm. with what, you know, what they went through in, you know, like we said, more intimate and, you know, more intimate settings. Mm. I just, I don't know. I can't fucking imagine that level. Like we are not meant to be surveilled in that way. Like that is just, it, I mean, it's, it's shocking to me. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine what you've been through. I mean, I think it's like it's important for people to understand that like these are undercover political police, but they're not doing political infiltration. They're doing personal infiltration. Yeah. yeah. They infiltrate people's personal lives, and by the means of being inside personal lives, they spy on political movements. But the like the way that they got their like it's not just that like whilst they were undercover, they ended up meeting somebody and having a relationship with them. Yeah. The deployment is based on the legend of being. Alison's girlfriend, boyfriend, about yeah. being, you know, like somebody, Donna's boyfriend, like they're, you, you're, you're trusted within the group because like you're that person's partner and everybody has known them for years and trust them. And yeah. You're part of their lives in like a really deep, meaningful way. You talk about marriage, shit, she's pregnant. Like we, all this kind of shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's the, the effectiveness of the deployment is entirely based on the way in which they mess with people's personal lives. Yeah, and yeah. it does like the, the the psychological effects. You know, is um, it's. I mean, it's been incredibly like knowing so many of the women who've been affected and like having those as like my close friends yeah. and comrades through this process yeah. has been incredibly inspiring. I can imagine. Yeah, they're like, you know, like you know, it's a particularly a small number of them have got the fucking bit in their teeth, and yeah. like 
This is to find their lives in a way in which they are not willing to let slip. They're not willing to let it go at all. And like, I think it's something we've all kind of got in common when we're dealing with this is like, we, we know we've got to keep turning up. You know, mm-hmm. so we have no faith in the inquiry. We don't think the inquiry is yeah. going to get to anything. You know, it's a, it's a fucking farce, right? It's a fucking yeah. farce, and it will fail by its own measure. When its own measure is shit in the first place. But at the moment, that's the way in which you get the story out, and you like you, you learn new bits and pieces. So we're going to engage with it. Call it a, call them a bunch of bastards as we as we engage with it. And like when it ends, there's going to be another thing we're going to have to do to keep it fucking keep banging that drum because otherwise, it's just going to slip away. You know. What do you, what do you like just on a personal level want from this? What do I want? Yeah. What? I don't know. Is that <laughs> I mean, that's a weird got, question? Man. What do you got? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but like, but like, like, cause I, I, I mean, I, I, that's, I've sort of been trying to put myself in, in, in your, anyone's of uh, shoes from this. And because I am somebody who when when, when I'm wronged in a certain way, I get like, I, I, I have like a very, I, I'm a big, big on revenge. I, I guess. want them dead. I want their families dead. I want their houses <laughs> burned to the ground. Ah. Exactly, exactly. But no, but like, but like, 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 what, what, what would? I mean, obviously, there's no like, you know, uh, fix. You know, they can't give you some like medal for surviving. You know, they, they right. would make it better. But like, but like, what is, what is, what would you, what do you want? I want blood on the floor, man. I like. I, yeah. I, I've given up on any like. There's no, like, um, they, they can't make it better, can they, right? Yeah. Of course I mean? not, yeah. What do I want? I want the Queen's head on a fucking spike. I want the House of Parliament on fire. I want a totally different society, yeah? Yeah, I I want to get rid of capitalism and the state and, like, all the bad shit, yeah? I want, like, a totally different fucking world. But, yeah. like, in, in terms of, like, the, the aims of, like, campaigning against it, I'll take as much as I can get my hands on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, keep shooting until you run out of bullets and then grab rocks. You know? I mean, like, yeah. what can you do, man? Like, what, whatever you can do, keep swinging. Like, I've, I, I want to get as much out of it as I, as I can possibly get out of them, you know? And if, yeah. Whatever, it, yeah. whatever I, you can do, you kind of take the opportunity to do. And know that in the end I will fail, that this entire process will fail. Of course it fucking will. We, you know, like, we, what we're up against is, like funded to a level which we will never be able to fucking match. They have got the resources and the infrastructure to fucking tie us up in knots forever. But like, if you don't do this, then what do you do? You find yourself thinking about it too often and having been like, oh, should have done something about it. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I've got no like, um, I can't give you anything like kind of, well, if they were to put, you know, this, arrest this person and like, and reform this and get rid of that unit and like, like, I mean, like, at the moment, there's uh, the Covert Human Intelligence Sources Bill going through Parliament, which would yes. essentially legalise all this behaviour, and so it's completely fine anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just you know, on national security grounds, is what they normally try and pass this stuff off, but this legislation would be like Britain, Britain's economic interests. Yeah, you know, really? short, short-term which policing we, goals. We, right? we didn't even really get fully into, but by the way, these, these, these cops also uh, supplied information on and blacklisted, for instance, like construction yeah. workers who were militants. Yeah, but that's like a whole, whole yeah, other pe- can of worms. Who were, um, people who were doing uh, health and safety. Health and, sa- yeah, health and safety, yeah. safety reps were getting put on lists, spied on by the cover police to t- take them out of the industry, basically, so that they could, you know. I mean, it comes down to that kind of that that uh, large companies and budgets and like, you know, wanting to – you know, don't want the bottom line harmed by uppity you know, human beings who like kind of mm-hmm. all bothered about like health and safety and shit. Yeah, you know? wanted to wear a helmet. Yeah, 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 shit like that. You know, um, yeah. I but you got the chis, you got the the chis oh, bill, yeah, and, right. and 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 I, and I saw that 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 
that Keir Starmer basically was like, oh, you know, we're against this, but we got to add some amendments and then we'll vote for it. Of course, their amendments all failed. And then he yeah. told everyone to abstain from yeah. voting on it, uh, I mean, which is, as far as I can understand, allowing it to pass. Well, that's yeah, what totally. his role is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what he's there to do. I mean, the, it fits with his, his track record as director of public prosecutions, you know, a role exactly. he was in. Right, right, right. He he is a, he's, he's, he's your Kamala Harris. He's a cop. Right, yeah. yeah. So I mean, when you know, when the spy cops thing broke in the first place, he was he was a director of public prosecutions. He decided not to allow you know, to um, uh, cases to be brought against individual officers. I mean, he was also director of public prosecutions in the aftermath of the 2011 riots, and he decided yeah. it was worthwhile to prosecute people for stealing a bottle of water and sending yeah. like you know a yeah, young mother that. to prison for years for that. You know, I mean, like the guy's got a track record. When people tell you who they are, which you should believe them. Immediately. That's how he made his name. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, you know, he made his name as a, as a human rights lawyer, fucking doing pro bono oh, work right, for the McLeod right, right. campaign, which is like, but you know, there we go. Yeah. Like, he was probably spied on during that period. Um, yeah, but, you know, I mean, like, there's nobody as as supportive of the state as the, those who are wronged by it, but then employed by it, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and and it, I I think only like a certain amount. Uh, I saw that like a few like sort of more of the left wing members of the Labour Party actually did vote against it, and then they were. Uh, sort of take it off the front bench. Yeah, thirty-four is... of them, um, including like a couple of people who like had quite promising careers within um, the, the shadow cabinet. So, like, fair play to them for resigning from the shadow cabinet yeah. to do that. Um, I mean, appalling they had to. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it was the usual suspects. It was the socialist campaign of group. So it's yeah. Corbyn's mob, if you like. People in the yeah, media yeah, yeah. Sort of, they're not, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Well, bear yeah. even further now. Yeah, I mean, like it's. I mean. It, because the, you know Starmer said he was going to abstain, not all the Conservative Party voted for it. They didn't have to turn up; they knew they would win. So, it, if if he had said that he was going to vote against it, then Boris would have got through line whip. But as it stood, the amount people voted for it. Like if at the last minute they changed their minds, they could have they could have beaten the bill. I mean, it's not it's yeah. not law yet. Um, it's in the House of Lords at the moment. Do the yeah. archaic like Britishly. Uh, I know. I love it. it. It's just a, it, so they're the unelected like yeah, yeah. Uh, technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 In, um, incredible. So, I mean, like, their opposition's been much more. I mean, some of them are, are like, really angry about it because yeah. chiz is an assault on the English language. What does this even mean? I don't understand. <laughs> ah! Hey, take it however we can get it, right? right yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's you know, it, it, it's a thin line of fucking defense there. But yeah. it probably will become law, and then like all this stuff. I mean, like, it's not retrospective theoretically, but you know what it's like, man. In court, like a public inquiry, the judges will say, "Well, even yeah. though this legislation is not retrospective, it certainly shows the will of Parliament on these issues." You know, so yeah, that, that'll probably go badly overall. I would imagine. Right. Well, <laughs> what know? doesn't? Um, well, Tom, this interview has been, despite the subject matter, a a a, a, a joy to conduct. Uh, and I just wanted to ask, what uh, what resources would you sort of steer people to? I uh, what okay, what, so what you know what can people do? Give it, give me the spiel. So I mean, like, I run a very poorly um, looking website, spycops.info. I don't um, think it's that bad. You said that in email. It's a fine website. Yeah, what are you talking Thank about? You, man. It's fine. It's a very DIY bit. I mean, it looks, it's, it's got a bit better recently. I spent like uh, a weekend like trying to make it look a bit prettier the other day. So it looks like <laughs> yeah, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I mean, I purely did it because when this all started, I like, uh, I'm a printer by trade and I was like, oh, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll run off some stickers. And I didn't have a website to put on there because it was new. So I just registered one and put it on the stickers. <laughs> and then I printed like 20,000 of these stickers. 
Uh, and I, was, I haven't actually put them all up yet, but you know, like, so I was like, I better keep a website going, but that's got links to everything, all the various different groups. Like follow me on Twitter, man. Tom B. Fowler. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of keep up to date with like everything that comes out. And when there's a, a setting of the inquiry or any court case related to it or a debate in parliament, I try and live tweet it. Um, with jokes and asides and, you know, I'm not yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. partisan, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, That's I mean, like, there's loads of other things, but you can find links to everything on spycups.info. Perfect. Awesome. We've got to have you back on for some other reason. This was such a yeah, fun this has been Yeah, this has been great. Any, let, me, let me know anything else you know a bunch about because this has well, been... Well, I mean, like, I, been... I can bore you with Welsh fucking political life if you like. Fucking hell. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Well, I was actually <laughs> sent by the CIA to infiltrate Plaid Simru. Oh my um, god, man! That is the best pronunciation I've ever heard in my life of that fucking. <laughs> Plaid actually, Simru. Wow, man! Plaid Cymru, right? Plaid yeah, Cymru. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. It's a, I, I have, I have. It's a California accent. I say the same thing, yeah, but yeah, it just yeah. it comes oh, out yeah. to me. I actually have a book on like. Uh, it's called like fringe political, uh, fringe political groups in Britain or something like that. Right, yeah. And there's a whole section on like Welsh language groups. I also wanted to mention. I wanted to mention. I cannot get finish this without mentioning that. Check this this perverted shit out. When the SDS was sort of conducting this like wide ranging uh, sort of sweep of groups in the 60s, one of the groups they infiltrated was a children's group by children yeah. to stop caning. At yeah. British schools, caning yeah. is a practice where you are beaten with a cane. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and the the SDS infiltrated this group. Uh, yeah. and mean, so actually, I mean, like, so the, the school strikes of uh, uh, 1974 are like, really inspiring. And if you look at the what's 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 really interesting is is you look at all these early SDS reports, these meetings they were at, and they're like, oh, you know, there's we're a meeting of like there was a large meeting, there was a hundred people there. Like, yeah. But like the school strikes, it's like yeah, oh, there's yeah, yeah. three thousand school kids screaming for murder, yeah, yeah. like yeah, stealing yeah, policemen's yeah. helmets, and like you know, it, it's a, like there's a that's real. But I mean, like they were the most exciting group that were being infiltrated. I think you know, and yeah, 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 they, they, yeah, totally targeting children for that. I mean, like the women's liberation groups, they were like fighting against fucking discrimination at work and stuff. You know, yeah. like yeah. whilst that woman cop was being paid 90 percent of what a exactly woman, you know yeah they were trying to go for equal pay and the woman cop was being paid less than the male cops it's like Ugh. i know this isn't what happened but it's funny to think of it as like being infiltrated by like child cops mm-hmm. yeah child yeah like the little, thing, man. so really uh, so britain, in britain they use child spies uh, particularly what? Uh, what so like part of the the, the um the, the rationale spy? is like because county lines you know the county lines drug rings so no. So the drug industry in the UK is centered around a few major cities. Um, like, and historically they've had like gang wars. Whereas like places like where I live, okay. it's like kind of you know your local yeah. fucking head who's flogs a bit of dope on the side sort of thing. So these large drug gangs like spread out around the country through these county yeah. lines, and uh, where they where they like kind of recruit very young young uns youngsters. Oh, to, I see. Yeah, yeah sure. To course. transport drugs, right? Because they don't mm. get searched and blah blah blah. So it became like a thing of like turning those into informers oh, has become yeah. quite the thing sure. in by the British well, police. That makes so, Jesus. Sense. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean it's like, awful, but that's it's awful. I understand yeah. the the workflow right, yeah. there. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was thinking more along the lines of like you're 15 and 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 someone's like. Brother, you need to join the force. We got to get these school kids. They keep <laughs> yeah, skipping yeah, yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen. You got to look at look at look at the college rates of France, of Germany. You know, we're <laughs> never gonna get there. I know they don't call it college there. That's like what they call high school. It's the yeah. you know, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Well, we got to wrap up, Tom. This has been, this has been, thank you so much for joining us. No, no worries, man. That, is, no that has been fantastic. Um, cool. And we will, uh, we'll, we'll see you on the M4. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Pop in anytime, <laughs> yeah? He's uh, Tom said something that like I've just been thinking about now that we we uh, sorry behind the curtain behind the veil lift the veil lift the mm-hmm. curtain whichever mm-hmm. uh, we stopped the interview maybe like ten minutes ago but I've been thinking about this through for the past ten minutes or whatever it is yeah um, but he was talking about how you know when Thatcher came to power and she when she was going after the miners and she said she'd rather like you know attack their own. Like British own interests, economic interests. That like basically that the you know what he said about the the mining industry not having the not matching the social power that the miners had, and that like that kind of has like like that is kind of the the operating principle of the Spikovs operation. That like no matter um, like the the little. Like, no matter how productive these political groups or these people are or aren't, like, Mm -hmm. even their mere existence and organization is not worth the social power it holds, which is very little. And, like, that is, I think that gets at, like, what about it is, like, so insanely perverse and fucked up. Yeah. Because it's, like, even their, like, little mere existence is too much for the state to tolerate. Yeah, I, I mean, in in the case of the like construction workers, I was I was reading about the blacklisted workers last night. I mean, these are guys who just like you know, it's like it's like the guy in the work site who's like, you know, we got to be safe. The company's not giving us this. We need goggles or whatever. And, and these people were barred from their trades essentially for the rest of their lives. Uh, you know, for, through a combination of their employers and and the police. And it's like the fact that like th- I think the thing that's so crazy about it is like there is no target too small for them, right? Like. You know, I think uh, you know. For some listeners, I'm sure that you'll sort of recognize yourself in these groups that we're talking about. And it's like, you know, if you think of just like these these activities that you do, and like you, you know, you might not take too seriously. You might be like, well, I have to do it. There's nothing else to do. But you know, I know it's not really affecting anything. And then to have somebody still like looking over your shoulder. And, and the thing that really gets me is the fact that like like for Tom, for instance, like his every move was basically recorded for you know fifty thousand pages of documents. I mean that would the the if that existed for me, I think I I, I don't you know if I would be able brain. to sleep at night. Exactly. You know, because it's like it's it's you know I, I mean I it's just it's it's just such an incredible violation, you know? Um and like, it, I mean, Britain is is very different, I think, than America in some ways. Like, for instance, it's a lot easier to get arrested for saying stuff on Facebook over there. Right, right. And like, it's it's just, I mean, it's a it's a, I don't know. Europe is sort of just like the soft police state in so many places. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's um. It's it's it, I encourage people to sort of listen to that bed of lies podcast to, to listen to sort of like the firsthand accounts of these women because they're really affecting and you know it's 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 I mean it's just it's appalling kind of what they went through and what the state did to them. Well, on that note, which is a bit sad, but mm-hmm. okay. My name is Liz. My name is Brace Belden, and so I'm just doing a little uplifting thing at the end. And here is my handler and producer, Young Chomsky, 
The podcast is called Truanon. And thank we you. will... Oh. I'm doing a thank you now. To thank our audience. Oh, my God. All right. You're not going to say thank you, too? No. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. God, that fucking setup. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. We'll see you next time. I'm not sorry. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.